Welcome subscribers and patrons to this first exclusive bonus episode, number 200. Egad, number 200. If you could look around the room, you'd see 275 long-standing subscribers, 12 monthly patrons, and 10 one-time supporters who contributed almost $300 in May and nearly $675 in June, beyond my wildest expectations. I have an advisory call scheduled in early July with some experts who work with emerging adult interns. My colleague and friend Fatima has agreed to help me manage this initiative. I'm burning with excitement to get going. Thanks to you, I can afford it. My friend and crony in podcasting, Steve Hetherington of Alpaca Tribe fame, joins me in today's bonus episode as we muse about this intriguing podcasting world. I love that I can still learn with my Swiss cheese brain. Check out the quilt in Steve's background if you're watching the video. Very cool. Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged, cisgender, old white man of privilege who knows a little bit about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. You will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities and the awesome surface of healthcare. Let's make some sense of all of this. Like what you're reading, hearing, or watching? Go to my webpage, health-hats.com support to choose a method of support that suits you. Thank you. so much for uh, doing this with me so you know that this is for me this is going to be my first bonus episode in my new uh patreon world that i'm setting up and so i'm excited to talk about all things podcasting with you since we've been buddies for what four and a half five years and four and a half yeah four and a half years and we've been uh, podcasting and we meet weekly to discuss absolutely anything about podcasting in life the six or seven of us who however many it changes from time to time so anyway thank you why don't you introduce yourself? It's a pleasure and a privilege to uh, to meet up like this. And wow, honor to be part of the first bonus episode. Wow, <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, how did this happen? It happened by mistake, almost. <laughs> I'm based in Swansea in the UK. And we have a farm and I'm an alpaca shepherd. So we got currently got 36 alpacas, which I care for. Most of the time it's simple, straightforward, but occasionally... You turn a corner and there's something new and challenging. I used the alpacas as a way of learning to podcast. And it's kept going. So I've been going over four years now. Episode 224 just gone out the door yesterday. 
And uh, that was a surprise. I wasn't, in a sense, expecting that. <laughs> I was trying to help my wife out, who was writing a book at the time, didn't have time to do the prod- podcasting workshop. So I thought, I'll do that workshop. So you carry on writing the book. I'll do the, the workshop and we'll see where that goes. And I'll teach you how to do the podcasting bit later. Um, we still not quite got around to that bit, but uh, it's come close a few times. But yeah, so it's... Uh, it's interesting. I discovered a few weeks ago th- that sense of I'm a podcaster, but I've always been a podcaster. Even before I was podcasting, I was a podcaster. And it was a similar thing when I started with the alpacas. I realized I was a shepherd, although I'd never had an opportunity for that to be expressed before. Podcasting is just a really good fit for me. And it's a lot of side benefits and things that have added in there. And a lot of interesting people that met and worked with along the way, such as yourself. Goodness. So I've just, I'm working on episode 196. And I I feel the same way. Podcasting is perfect nexus for me in that it's, it works for my advocacy. I like to write. I'm a musician. I like technology. So it's a big part of my life, and it really brings a lot of different pieces together. Mm. And I like to experiment, and there's like a sort of an unlimited amount of experimentation (laughs) that's possible in in doing this. But I want to say that, Steve, I don't know whether I've thanked you enough that Steve (laughs) was the host for my 70th Zoom party. And there are about 50 or 60 people on a call. And Steve hosted that and was the facilitator, the moderator, the keeping things going and making sure everybody had a voice. I so appreciate that. Um, Thank you. And I think it's just when I tell people that my friend, the alpaca shepherd from Wales, was the host of my birthday party. They think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that that may be true, but probably not for that reason. Yeah, uh, yeah right. I, I, it's interesting, isn't it? That because we've been meeting so regularly, I feel like I I really know you and count you as one of my friends, definitely, and. That's just a, a strange experience. And that, that all started before the whole kind of COVID thing and, and Zoom calls becoming really so much part of life. But that regular contact and that understanding of, of each other, but being surprised by each other all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there are things that we're still learning and new challenges. And you're right, you are an experimenter. <laughs> you're always try, trying this thing or that thing. And uh, you mentioned about writing, and I think that's one of the interesting things that I hadn't expected with podcasting is just how much writing is involved. I found that it's been something that's cleared my thinking. I think better. I communicate better in terms of writing, but also in the spoken word. And there are things that that I wasn't expecting to have to do (laughs) that become part of the jigsaw that you're – it's not like a jigsaw is the wrong word. It's one of those puzzles 
the, the squares and you that you got a, you got one piece that's a gap and you move these things backwards and forwards and slide them around to yes. to move and create the pattern or, or whatever it is and uh, podcasting seems to be a bit like that there's lots of pieces moving pieces and things that need to be in place and things that need to be done one after the other or at least have to be done before you you finish and get the thing out the door and it's a fascinating process because there's always things that you can do better and that which, uh, which isn't to say that what you're doing isn't good it is good and it's as good as you can do it but there's still more growing space you can still learn the new things i told you that that my grandson leon is been doing some editing for me to help make the audio transcript into like a newsletter. He does the sound in his high school for like assemblies and musical events. He's listening to the episodes that he's done the editing for, and he's coming to me with issues that he's hearing <laughs> in the yeah. at three minutes and 16 seconds. There's okay. a really abrupt transition. And so, which maybe I heard, but didn't pay any attention to. In talking to him, what I realize is that when I'm doing sound editing, I'm trying to clean up the language by taking out, like, not necessarily all the ums and everything, but people talking in circles, stopping and starting, and like that. And so what I've been noticing is I'm doing less of that. And that's okay. I play mm -hmm. baritone saxophone in a Latin band. And I've actually been learning a lot differently about music in the last couple of years. Now that I have more audio expertise, like I'm much more familiar with garage band and then recording myself like with a backing track or that I play in a Latin band, Lechuga Fresca, and where I'll play the tune as we played it at a rehearsal or at a gig and then work on my part mm. and or work on soloing. But having the the comfort with audio, managing audio software has listening to yourself. Obviously, I remember when we first started, we would have <laughs> conversations about hating the sounds of our voices. Yeah. And then eventually that's like the least of it. Because <laughs> you hear things differently. And I like that now, like listening to other people's podcasts and people who have 10 people on their team, when they do their credits, they have producers and editors and whatever, and they're not any better than we are. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe that's not fair, but I can hear the kinds of things that over the years we've been working on, yeah. like 
what's the story? What's the balance between the interviewer and the interviewee? How are they using music? How are they doing transitions? It's like mostly before that stuff, it just washed over me. I didn't really hear that detail. Yeah. And then you start and so hearing it's everywhere. kind of a kick. <laughs> yeah. You know, that now I have more of a profound knowledge. And so I hear differently. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to ask you, what, yeah. what is your biggest challenge today in podcasting? What's yeah. top of mind for you? I think it's a sense that there's more that I want to do in terms of the story. Story is an interesting word, isn't it? Because we use it a lot. And stories made up, or it's a crafted thing, and you, you oh, yeah, but it's not. It's it's the message. It's how do we communicate? So we were using story in a slightly different word to thinking about a creative writing or film or TV or whatever. And so it's not the story, but it, it's the how do you put the bits together? the facts, but also which bits do you include and which do you major on? And how do you create something that's, that, that comes together that connects with the other person on the other side of the okay. microphone? With the and it just feels like there's a, I guess it's always been there. It, the focus keeps changing. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. So just to, to recognize that there's always more that I can see than I can do. Do you know what I mean? So you, There's you more go, that you can see than you can do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I, I've got this thing of story. I tell stories and some of them are, are kind of factual. This happened and then this happened and this happened. And sometimes I'm telling them for a reason. And sometimes I'm just telling them because it's a great story. Mm -hmm. But to be able to craft the thing that's, that says, okay, what is it that, what's the point of this? What's the thing that I, I want people to understand more clearly or want them to ask a question about for themselves or what's the thing and how do I put that together without it just being sequential? This mm -hmm. is what happened or I just hit record and it's there. But if I'm going to take something and I'm going to add this bit here, do that. What about music? What about adding something, some under the sort of a, a some music in the background? Is that good? Is that bad? Mm -hmm. Certainly different. <laughs> The music I use is the sound of the alpacas eating their breakfast or or the birds singing or the wind blowing. Oh, the wind blowing doesn't work. I've found that. Oh, the number of times I've recorded something which is really good. But then when I listened back to it, the wind was howling over the, the microphone of the phone when I was down at the stable and it, it's unusable. But being able to, to take some bits and create a sense of something that connects with people, I think that's the, the magic that I've sometimes recognized, sometimes seen, and I can see the potential of, but I'm not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I need to do some more work and gra grapple with it to bring it into to my reach, as it were. Yeah. Do um, you ever find that you'll hear from somebody who's listened and mm -hmm. they particularly focus on a piece of the story and you think that, Whoa, that's what they heard. Like, 
either pleasantly surprised or just surprised. You didn't think that was the nut, but it's yeah. what they heard. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I do now and again hear from people, and I'm always surprised and always challenged because you see this little, on, on the map of who's listening where, who's downloaded the files that, that, that you get with your statistics that you can get with the podcast. Then you can see there are people all around the world listening to, to, to this stuff, but I don't know who they are. I know some people. I can probably find you because <laughs> I know where to look. But there are other people. I just think I don't know who that person is. and I don't know what their situation is. I don't know why they're listening. And sometimes you hear from them and they say, yeah, it's been really good. I've been listening to your stuff. And I now I'm more confident with or I'm going to buy some land so I can keep my own alpacas, mm -hmm. uh, which I always feel incredibly responsible for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you have influence. Absolutely, it's very scary. Yeah, yeah I get but that. But th those things, and I think it's for other people. They're never going to have alpacas. They're just never in a situation where they're going to be able to, or perhaps they never really want to. They just like the stories right. and the experience of coming down on the farm with me, and coming down with the alpacas and spending time around them, and me telling the stories about what's happening. Yeah, there's some of the stuff I think is just ordinary, as you say. And But for other people, this is significant. And I know through the pandemic, there were some people, and I'm thinking, do you know, this doesn't feel important enough. <laughs> it doesn't feel big enough for the fact that we're facing all this amazing, horrendous stuff all over the place with people dying and being sick and oh, just so serious. a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Record your healthcare conversations with doctors and other clinicians with Abridge. Push the big pink button and record. Read the transcripts or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com, A-B-R-I-D-G-E.com, or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Let me know how it went. I need help. I've expanded my podcast this year to include video, and costs have surged to 15 grand annually, while each episode takes 30 to 40 hours to produce. With growing content and shrinking bandwidth, I need support to keep creating without impacting our retirement funds. As I look towards the next five to 10 years, I'm building a production team of emerging adults to carry this project forward. This succession planning requires resources. But here's the deal. You can help. Visit health-hats.com slash support for ways to contribute. Best option? Patreon offers a monthly subscription with bonus content, Zoom meetings with me and fellow contributors, personal Barry Sachs MP3s, coaching sessions, and more. Occasional donations are welcome, and you can still subscribe for free to enjoy bonus episodes. You can also recommend us through email, social media, 
or postcards, postage on us. Visit health-hats.com slash support. Your support is deeply appreciated. Thank you. I was telling you before we recorded that my friend Lynn, who I had dinner with last night, when I told her I was going to be on the phone with an alpaca shepherd from Wales, and she got so excited because she's a knitter and she loves alpaca wool. So she's all ready to listen. And she's somebody who physically could never manage an alpaca. Um, I'm thinking about, for me, my challenge is that there's so much to do. There's so many pieces to this. Now that I'm doing written audio and video, I'm doing less with the music. I'm a musician. I'm trying to get to the place where listening to myself play music is like it used to be listening to our voices. (laughs) We had judgment about our voices, and I'm finding that I have judgment about listening to myself play music. But there's so many pieces, you know, especially since I've branched out into video, that I'm putting a lot less effort into the music part of the podcast, the vlogging. But I like that part. Yeah. I suppose it's all building to being more comfortable with music, with my own sound. And then just saying... I am where I am. Yeah. And who cares? One of the things that we talk about, but we don't talk about is like the ridiculous amount of time this takes. (laughs) Like I had breakfast with this morning with somebody who is a guest on my next episode. And so I've been working on it. And when I told her that, a 40-minute episode probably takes me 40 hours to put together. <laughs> and she was shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> I think for me, what it is, is the number of decisions we have to make. Ah. Uh-huh. Because I find I get weary. I get very tired. It seems, I don't know how many there are, but I've got a limited number of decisions I can make in a day. <laughs> yes. No, I, and, I get it. And the, the, the more things that I have to decide is that, and if you record a lot of, we call it tape, but it's actually digital these days. So it's not technically it's not tape, but it's when we record the audio, it's if you record a lot of it, but you actually need to cut a lot out, then you have to make decisions about this good bit. That's not quite going to make the cut. It's going to have to come out. It's going to be deleted, but it's okay. It's is is it the piece that you need to keep? Is it just okay? We can just trim a word, trim a sentence, trim a paragraph, mm-hmm. take a whole chunk out. It's a circle argument. Let's not even include it. And those decisions are challenging, and they take a lot of time. So if you're very clear, everything, you know, I'm going to do. Can record for. I'm going to have a 20 minute episode. I'm going to record 30 minutes of this stuff. And then I've got a manageable amount 
to make those decisions of which stays and which goes. There's bits and pieces. There's a breath here. Is that breath too loud? Is it not? I've already, I've settled for myself that I know what it looks like on the waveform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can see it and it stands out and it's out, out of keeping with the other stuff, then it needs, needs something doing with it. But it could be that it's me sighing or making a point which mm-hmm. actually is relevant and that stays in. You don't take everything out just because it's, this is an, mm-hmm. it sounds unnatural. This is a breath. You've got to breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People expect you to breathe, but if it's really loud, then you need to tame it down. And so mm-hmm. all of those things, there's all of those, make the decisions in advance, record better. So the quality is better. So there's less to do. What you're talking about with making decisions. So one of the things that I notice, especially being a person with disabilities and liking to travel is that when you travel and I'm a wheelchair and two forearm crutch guy and there are so many decisions to make mm-hmm. like how am I going to navigate this curb like there's a route how am I going to do that the elevator, you have to exit on a right angle. How are you going to get out? It's the same. At some point, it's tiring. Now, I think that my capacity for decision-making has increased. But after 10 days of traveling, I'm exhausted. And it's not so much from the traveling, but from all the decision-making. Yeah, interesting. And I've learned with podcasting is that I need to put in a little bit of time every day, every day. I purposefully take days off, but still it's no good if I'm going to be tired, which is why I've gone from weekly to every other week. And now sometimes three weeks. Also I'm video doing video, which is all that much more, but it's also that I end up doing, okay, this is good enough. Yeah, which I do anyway. I can see I could do better. I could do better. I could do better. So many times as I'm listening to it, and then I have to go. Oh my goodness! Enough. <laughs> Just do it, and then I'm sure that my my cronies will point out to me, or my grandson will point <laughs> out to me yeah. where I could have done it better, and I would think, oh, whatever. Next time. Yeah. But if I do say that my limit is of maybe a couple of hours, then I have to work on it every day because mm. I don't want that fatigue because then it's not fun anymore. And what good is it if it's not <laughs> it, fun? It should be fun. It should. Be oh, fun. my God. It has to be fun. Yeah. I'm retired for crying out loud. I only do things <laughs> that are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. What do you see for yourself in the in the next year or so? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing work with uh, podcasting as a workshop for teaching mm-hmm. people to podcast. So that that needs to get more established and become clearer and more defined and refined. So um, the the business part or the teaching part? Both. I'm trying to put it together in a way that that is is sensible. That how many people are there out there teaching people how to podcast? A lot. There's 
tons, absolutely loads of people. Why are they going to pick me? So what I'm looking at is people who've got something to say, not just who fancy doing a podcast. Oh, you can learn to podcast all over the place. So go do it over there. What I can offer is the process of thinking through what is your message, finding your voice. That's mm -hmm. an overused phrase, but finding your voice, but actually using your voice. How do you put it to work? How do you connect with people? How do you build a community of people who want to hear from you? And that's not easy to do. So I think that's the kind of the area where I'm wanting to develop. And I think there needs to be something of a community space. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a pretty persistent guy, but I don't know that I would still be doing this if we didn't have our Sunday group. Yeah. I feel like we've been learning together, experimenting together. And one of the things that I find interesting hearing about what you're doing is like your use of natural sound. That's fascinating. And like you said, forget the wind. I know the episodes where I can hear you walking and the crunch of the leaves yeah. under your feet or the frost. I remember yeah. you had an episode and then there was an episode of the alpaca spitting. <laughs> like, you know, that <laughs> was getting, like... Getting stroppy with each other, absolutely. Yeah, so I learn a lot. And so they're like different problems. Having the community to like muscle through some of those challenges is really helpful. All right, mm -hmm. listen, we've done our half hour, which is what we said we were going to do. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> okay. I Great really appreciate you. this. I appreciate you. Thank and you. Uh, I'll uh, talk to you on Sunday. Yeah. Take All care. right. Take care. Podcasting offers Steve and me many opportunities and satisfies many creative itches. He's focused on story and community for podcasting. I'm focusing on music and podcasting. I'm working on recording myself playing Goodbye Pork Pie Hat by Charles Mingus as a Patreon benefit. Stretching, stretching. Once again, thank you all, valued supporters. I do it for you, and me, of course. I host, write, record, edit, engineer, and produce Health Hats, the podcast, with production assistance from Kayla Nelson, from website and social media consultation and managing dissemination, plus Leon Van Leeuwen for transcript editing. Joey Van Leeuwen supplies musical support, especially for the podcast intro and outro. I play Barry Sachs on some episodes alone or with the Lechuga Fresca Latin Band. I'm grateful to you who have the most critical roles as listeners, readers, and watchers. Please subscribe and contribute on Patreon. Help me keep the lights on and out of my retirement funds. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, Health 
Hats.com and my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at dvanlu, D-V-A-N-L-E-E-U. Link in the show notes. If you like it, share it. See you around the block. Thank you.